Chapter Sixteen of the Purple Flame by Roy J. Snell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Sixteen, The Barrier. The curiosity of the two girls knew no bounds as they neared the strange abode. Who was this man? Why did he live here all by himself? How had he brought his pipe organ to this remote spot? Whence had come those peculiar skylights through which the yellow light gleamed? Whence came the power for those electric lights? How had this strange man known of their coming? Or had he known? Had he been expecting someone else? And had he, as a perfect host, pretended it was Marion he had known to be at the door? These and many other questions flashed through Marion's alert mind as she guided her deer over the remaining distance and up to the entrance of the cave-like structure lights flashed on here and there as they passed inside a long corridor walled on either side by hewn logs led to a stall-like room where was food in abundance for their reindeer and what was better still perfect protection from any night prowler marian was wondering what sort of a meal was being prepared for them when they were at last led into a large room here on the side opposite the pipe organ great logs crackled merrily in a fireplace half as wide as the room itself after taking their fur parkas the host motioned them to seats beside the fire there charmed by the drowsy warmth marian experienced great difficulty in keeping awake strange fancies floated through her mind she fancied she was aboard a ship at sea the walls about her were the walls of her stateroom the huge beams above the ship's beams the strange coupler affairs above the lights to her cabin as she shook herself free from this fancy she realized that aside from the fireplace the inside of the room was very like a cabin of a high-class schooner it must all come from some vessel she reasoned even the lighting fixtures look as if they had been taken from a ship i wonder what ship and why she thought of stories she had read of beachcombers who wrecked ships by displaying fake shore lights on stormy nights that they might gather the wreckage from the beach for a moment she fancied this bearded patriarch playing such a role finding this too absurd even for fancy she shook herself free from it food she murmured to herself i'm ravenously hungry he spoke of putting on the birds i wonder what he could have meant she did not have long to wait a moment later there came to her nostrils the delicious aroma of perfectly brewed coffee mingled with it were various savoury odours which gave promise of a rich meal you are not yet fully warmed said their host so you may eat by the fire he was pushing before him a tea-wagon of wonderful design and craftsmanship this was fairly creaking under its load of chinaware of exquisite design and silver which did not require a second look to tell that it was sterling marian barely avoided a gasp at sight of it if the service was perfect the food was no less so four ptarmigan those wonderful quail of the arctic broiled to a delicious turn were flanked with potatoes gravy peas and apple sauce the dessert was blueberries preserved in wild honey only idleness or indifference smiled their host as he caught their looks of appreciation can hinder one from securing appetizing foods in any land 
and now he said as they finished there are questions you may wish to ask information that you may wish to impart why we marian began in some confusion he interrupted her with a wave of the hand it will all keep until morning this habit young people have of sitting up talking all hours of the night because life seems too exciting for sleep is all wrong you are in need of rest everything in its good time is my motto fortunately my guest room is warm the fire is not yet burned out last night i had the honour of furnishing a night's lodging to the agent of our government the agent marian asked in surprise yes he came up here to ask me about the lay of the land above here i think there was a merry twinkle in his eye that i may lay claim to being the oldest resident of this town no doubt i was able to give him some valuable information and he is is gone marian gasped left this morning why did you wish to see him surely yes you would being connected with the reindeer business you would unfortunate that you did not reach here a few hours earlier he left on foot the trail around the rapids is rough he did not try to bring his dogs and sleds through he left them with his driver at the foot of the rapids well enough that he did couldn't have made it upon realizing that she had missed the man she had come so far to see marian could have burst into tears you may find him at the station though her host assured her i believe he means to stay there a day or two his dogs are footsore from travelling over crushed snow marian's heart gave a leap of joy but what was this about the trail and the rapids did did you say that one could not pass over the trail with a sled she asked in the calmest tone she could command are the rapids not yet frozen over frozen he stared at her incredulously have you not heard them and then you came from upstream the forest shuts out the sound slip on your parka and come with me and you shall hear it is grand music that ceaseless rush and roar that beating of waters and tumbling of ice it may have seemed glorious to the old man but to marian who listened to the wild tumult of waters it was frightening and disheartening can a boat run the rapids she asked though she knew the question was foolish and that no boat could run them none ever has can can a sled pass over the trail above none has none can the way is too rough the trees too closely crowded together dogs reindeer men yes but sleds no how far is it to the station marian faltered three days journey are there any houses on the way none then without our sleds we would not dare undertake the journey no it would not do you would starve or freeze it required all marian's power of will to remain standing as she faltering said then we are defeated we we must turn back we she could not go on the aged man studied her face for a moment then quietly he asked is it very important that you get to the station that you see the agent oh very very important we again he motioned for silence do not tell me now i think it can be arranged that your sleds may pass the rapids it shall be arranged i promise it come you are worn out it is time you should sleep End of chapter 16